Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. I am just so excited to start part two of our STEM in the Home. But I just thought it would be a good idea to talk about not only have we gone through all of the toys, but some of the things that you have in your kitchen and that are readily available you can use for STEM activities. So I thought, let's talk about specific STEM activities and something that's close to my heart. STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. And I like to add an A in there for arts, music, uh, drawing, painting, because everything that we do in STEM really art is integrated into it. So one of the first projects that I did, now it's been a couple of years, but one of the first projects that I did, I thought, let's have a bridge building competition and we can use different things to build our bridge. And I actually found some resources and I'm happy to share these resources with you. If you will call my number, 301-824-3162, or if you email me at mrgmediaministries.com, at gmail.com, or if you just Facebook me or private message me. There's so many ways you can get a hold of me. I'm happy to send you this PDF file of stuff that I've collected, and it might save you a little bit of time, or you can just Google some of the things that we talk about today. So the first thing we're going to talk about is kind of setting the stage, getting your students excited about it. Children love to do things with their hands, and you can integrate so many things. So I found this site that is called nextgenscience.org, nextgenscience.org. That's spelled N-E-X-T-G-E-N-S-C-I-E-N-C-E.org. And they actually had uh, multi-grade learning objectives and learning standards. So it sounds kind of maybe highfalutin, but it's basically, you know, the things like modeling, Modeling K2 would be modeling uh, what they knew from past experiences. And then the same thing for any student in grades three to five, a standard for them um, based on modeling. And then six to eight and nine to 12. So in a homeschool situation, you would have these learning objectives, basically modeling, uh, being able to distinguish between a model and an actual object in the process and events that a model represents or a scale, and then being able to compare models and then use and develop what their model represents. So the idea is you're going to start with something simple like building a bridge. And I have this great bridge challenge here, building bridges. So the challenge goes like this. Your criteria, your bridge must be at least 12 inches long. So right then and there, they are uh, going to be looking at a ruler to see exactly what 12 inches long. It can be longer. Your bridge needs to be able to support one to two pounds or an equivalent 
equivalent metric weight if you're really stressing metric at the time, integrating that with your math. And it has to hold one to two pounds for at least five minutes. Now, if your students are like my students, they will get very attached to their bridge and they don't want their bridge to break. In addition, we're gonna learn all about acute and obtuse angles because that's what really gives our bridge strength. So you can use sticky tabs. I actually had my students build their bridges, spray paint them. So I had gold bridges, silver bridges, yellow bridges, multicolored bridges, it was so much fun. And then I just allow them to label the acute and obtuse angles with a sticky tab stuff so that they wouldn't ruin their beautiful bridges. And then they had to have a ramp so that their toy car or whatever weighed at least one to two pounds, toy cars, trains, even just uh, rocks, had a way to get off and on the bridge. And you can choose to allow various things to build your bridge. I did a popsicle stick challenge. So everyone's bridge had to be made with popsicle sticks. It took a little while gluing the sticks to be strong and using the angles. And we discovered, you know, experimentally that you really did need those angles to make your bridge strong. While they were doing this, the first part of every lesson, I wanted them to look up and learn about all different kinds of bridges so that it would help them maybe even prior to designing their bridge. We did a, a little bit of research on, you know, what is a beam bridge? What is a suspension bridge? What is an arch bridge? And what is a cantilever bridge? And the kids were very fascinated with all the YouTube videos we found of all the different kinds of bridges. And they immediately wanted to do certain types of bridges. And I had one student who really wanted to do a bridge like the Golden Gate Bridge. So he had string in addition to his popsicle sticks and he painted it so it looked like a Golden Gate Bridge. Next, I wanted my students to draw or describe some of the possible bridges that they were going to build. So they had, you know, just like a one page, you can fold the paper into four quadrants. So they have their first sketch, their second sketch, their third sketch, and their final sketch. And I wanted them to label which parts of the bridge was going to be built out of which material. So if they built a, let's say they built a, uh, bridge after the Golden Gate Bridge, they would have pillars and then the string holding the pillars up and then maybe the rest of it was built with the angles uh, using popsicle sticks. It takes a while to do this bridge challenge right and so don't rush through it. Now the older students should easily be able to take notes and the notes are problems and solutions that they found as they created their bridge, what worked, what didn't work, even even down to what glue held. So, I mean, some of my students thought, well, I'll just use a glue stick. I, in this particular project, I only allowed them to use tape to hold something in place until it had really formed a nice dry solid bond with the glue. And I don't recommend using hot glue guns. I think students need to learn about glue and how, as it dries, how much it strengthens. 
And next, then there's a little, and this little, uh, if you ask for my little PDF, it has a little test that the student does themselves. Is your bridge at least 12 inches long? Does it hold at least one to two pounds? At least hold that amount for five minutes. And does it have acute and obtuse angles? When you get done with this project, they will always forever know acute and obtuse angles and right angles. Those three basic shapes of angles, they'll know them so well. Was there a way to get off your bridge? Did you make a ramp? And is your bridge neat and colorful? And as they're looking at their own criteria and evaluating their own bridge, they can come up with what things do you wish you would have done differently? What could you add to make it better? What is the easiest part of the bridge to build? What was the most difficult? And how does your bridge relate to real, real life? How could it be used? Where would it be located? All of this is a reference for what you might want to do. A younger child, you might not you might just ask some of those questions verbally. Older child, you might require the writing part. But you don't want to lose sight of your main objective, which is to get kids interested in engineering and how math is connected to engineering and how science is connected to engineering and how art is connected. So that's our goal, right? We don't want to we don't want to bog our students down with so many technicalities that they lose the wonder of learning about things that they didn't know before. This bridge building experiment for me led to the next the next challenge that I gave my students. They really liked the idea of calling it a challenge rather than an assignment. And before I go there, I want to go through the the materials that you probably already have on hand that every STEM teacher has on hand. So you are now becoming a STEM teacher. So first of all, the craft sticks, large and small, or, you know, if they're all the same size, just some way to help the student cut them down. Toothpicks, marbles, index cards, straws, masking tape, scotch tape, clay, Ziploc bags, Dixie cups. Anything like that can really add to your STEM education. And now I'm going to give you a list of my favorite websites. And the, these are all in the packet, too. This is not a commercially made packet. It's just stuff that I've used through the year. So a site that I really like is pbskids.org or pbsmedialearning.org. Another site is nasa.gov for educators. So, you know, you can Google those. Another site is tryengineering.org. Another site is engineeringsites.org. And another site is stem.firstbook.org. Probably you can even find a lot more sites than I have. And uh, www.stemfinity.com, newtonstem.org, mos.org, stemforkids.net is stemnetwork.org, stemcollaborative.org. And uh, we're talking about 
going a step further and adding the arts to this. So you're putting steam into your homeschooling, period. And it will really pick up steam. Don't you just love how we can add some steam to our homeschooling and take all the monotony out of it? I have to take a break right here, but I do want to share how the year progressed when I first started putting a little bit of steam into my learning. We'll be right back. Here's Dr. Rose Gamblin with the Mind Matter Minute. There's a new approach to learning called inquiry-based. It's not really new, but now researchers understand what Confucius understood years ago. Confucius said, tell me and I forget, show me and I remember, involve me and I understand. The fact is the average person only retains about 5% of what they hear. A simple way to practice inquiry-based learning is to ask these questions, why, what, how, and if. By asking these questions, you've just increased your chances of learning from 5% to 90%. When working with children, use these questions in casual conversation and see how they respond. Don't tell me your mind doesn't matter. Mind Matter Minute is brought to you by MRG Media Ministry. For more information on topics about learning, go to mrgmediaministry.com. That's mrgmediaministry.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Rose Gamblin, and I come to you each week through the programs of Education Currents and Homeschool Companion, and I'm so blessed to be part of MRG Media Radio Ministry, and I'm giving you the opportunity to be part of it, too. We can't stay on the air without your financial support, so take a moment right now during our fundraiser to call you with a gift of any size. As a token of my appreciation for your gift, I have a gift for you, so be sure you call. And my gifts consist of books from different guests that I've had on the show and different topics that I've done. I also have some books that I've written that I've autographed for you. So be sure and call us, 301-824-3162. That's 301-824-3162. Or write to MRG Media at P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. That's P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. Welcome back. Today we're talking about putting some steam into your homeschooling curriculum. And we're just using things that we can find right around the house. We first talked about a bridge challenge using Elmer's glue and popsicle sticks to make bridges and helping students understand the strength of obtuse, right, and acute triangles. And then we talked about building a high structure just using basic dried spaghetti and mini marshmallows. So from my bridge, I did another building. I did a skyscraper challenge. And at the time, I didn't have a whole lot of toothpicks. So I took and used spaghetti and mini marshmallows. And the marshmallows, if they're left out a, a little bit, they harden, harden a little bit. 
and work better. This is what we experienced. We built beautiful high, high structures. And our, this challenge was, you know, I had a few groups. I was working with nine students at the time. So in groups of three, the challenge was who could build the highest structure and hold, we just used two coins, hold these two coins for the longest time. And some of the structures got so high. It was awesome. But through the night, when we came back, the marshmallows had given way. We found that the marshmallows that had been left to cure a little bit and left outside of the bag, hardened a little bit, held better. So you can take that into consideration. They made these tall structures and they would be so proud of them and then they would boing. So one one child having learned from the previous structure that you hold that you, you need to make a bunch of triangles made just triangle after broke the spaghetti and made triangle after triangle. Her structure kind of looked like the Eiffel Tower. But the next day when we came back to school, her structure was still standing. So she won the challenge just because she took the time, having learned how strong a triangle can be from the previous challenge, her structure, and it's still, her structure, is st the, the little mini marshmallows have hardened around her, her dry spaghetti and they're still, is still standing today. So that, that was really a fun, neat learning example of something that you can do just with things that you have around the house. Now, if you had toothpicks, maybe that would even be better, but I didn't have any, so I used what I could find around the house. And then that, you know, we got into that, and one of the students was so into it that um, they wanted to build a catapult. And I said, well, then that's what the next challenge is going to be, is we're going to build a catapult, and we're going to see who can, you know, shoot the paper cups down. Well, I have all of that, too, to I've to add to my little packet here in a PDF file for you. So if you want to contact me, you can private message me on Facebook. You may email me at mrgmediaministries.com or you can call me at 301-824-3162 and leave me your email address and I'll be happy to send this packet of stuff that I've collected to you. It's not anything of my own brain. Even though I've done a lot of professional development with STEM, and I have a very good friend who is a professional STEM teacher, I'm just taking what others have done before me. I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. I believe in using all this magnificent resource. So this student was so interested and was kind of fooling around with their popsicle sticks. They wanted to you know, catapult. So we made catapults. Our next challenge was making a catapult. Now we had to use, we had to first research about catapults. And of course that brought up trebuchets and so many interesting things about force and friction and projection and propulsion. And we just, our mind was blown with it. But our goal was just to make a simple catapult. So we used little plastic spoons 
you know, the kind that you buy in the supermarket, and more popsicle sticks in a rubber band, and we made our catapults, and we stacked our little paper cups, and we shot ping pong balls at them, and uh, that particular exercise had a neat component, a neat mathematical component to it. We did a controlled experiment. So we used eight blocks and 12 cups to build a structure. And then we actually drew a picture of our structure. So we wanted to know which whose catapult would knock down the most objects in our structure. And we had a hypothesis. We identified the independent variables and and the independent test and then the outcome as the dependent variable in our control. We set up our catapult on a table opposite the tower, and then we started launching a rubber ball. We used a little, uh, one of those little rubber balls you buy at the Dollar Tree or Cinejack's game that size and every time we knocked down something we took we we took that as a trial and we and all of this is in the little thing that if you want you can get it you can just call me 301-824-3162 and I'll be happy to email you this pdf and then we did uh we we were able from that we did tally marks and then we analyzed uh built a graph from it And so we had a neat way to integrate what we were doing in STEM with math. And that was kind of fun. So we were so interested in that. One of the students took it a step farther and and built a trebuchet. So then it happened to be around the time that there was some pumpkin chunkins. So that was fun too. And his trebuchet didn't work quite as well as he wanted it to. So that gave us an opportunity to really analyze, you know, what did we not have a big enough weight? Anyway, that brought us to the topic of propulsion. And NASA has all these lesson plans on aerodynamics, propulsion, and we just had so much fun. Then we were talking about propulsion and we took these water bottles, I had thought, you know, there might be some kind of STEM lesson plan I could do with water bottles. And I found this perfect thing where you take and you use the water bottle caps and straws to make wheels. And then you take a balloon and you wind it through the bottle with a straw and tape it really well. And then you blow up the balloon and you blow your vehicle. And so the kids learned about propulsion. And I also then taught them the parts of an airplane, aerodynamics. We watched a lot of airplane, you know, interesting things about airplanes. Anyway, my point is that you can find so much. Go ahead and brag about putting steam into your homeschooling program. You have my permission You've been doing it already. Now call it what it is and get your kids excited about, hey, we're going to do some STEM today. Or, hey, we're going to do STEAM today. They'll love it. It's something something that brings real life into their learning. And at the same time, they learn a lot more. So what have you got to lose? Well, I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless.
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.